0: felt that this Sunday was an important Sunday to acknowledge the one-year mark for our community and um, I want to do that this morning with you all but first let me read our our lectionary text for the day. It is from Ephesians uh, chapter 2 verses 4 through 10 and I'm reading from the inclusive uh, Bible translation. But God, rich in mercy and loving us so much, brought us to life in Christ, even when we were dead in our sins. It is through this grace that we have been saved. God raised us up and, in union with Christ Jesus, gave us a place in the heavenly realm to display in ages to come how immense are the resources of God's grace and kindness in Christ Jesus. And it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And even that is not of yourselves, but the gift of God, nor is it a reward for anything that you have done So nobody can claim the credit. We are God's work of art, created in Christ Jesus to do the God things God created us to do from the beginning. We hear the voice of God in these words. Thanks be to God. So, one year ago this weekend, we threw everything we had planned out the window and we began again. Unsure and unwilling, we stepped into a new collective reality. Do you remember those early days? I wonder if you have caught yourself reflecting on them at some point this week. I wonder if your body memorized that feeling of worry over an unknown future that was also combined with the bizarre experience of everything suddenly stopping. And I wonder if the birds chirping extra loudly, the daylight extending, the Texas spring so clearly around the corner. I wonder if this has brought you back to that place this time last year. It has for me. What were you doing one year ago this week? I let my daughter spend the day at her babysitter's house, a rarity something that made her so excited, but I cried on the way home wondering if or when we would see her next. She had been keeping her since she was three months old, and it felt really scary to think about our separation. I had my parents over for dinner and not in my gut the whole time because I had no idea when we would be breaking bread together again i canceled a trip i was supposed to go on that weekend and instead i spent hours reworking church plans updating our website making new social media graphics preparing to become a new church start all over again and as i reflect on all that i continue to be so grateful to belong to this sacred community in these times because we've always held things lightly. We've always known how to pivot when necessary. And so COVID-19 came along and we didn't hesitate. Do you remember? We moved Sunday gatherings online earlier than many other churches. We showed up on Facebook Live daily for coffee with a pastor. Our deacons delivered care packages to every doorstep in the months to come. Kiana offered us a Friday live stream workout we affectionately dubbed Happy Hour Hit. The silver lining of the whole terrible situation was that our community has grown in both grit and in number. And yet, there is no denying that we have spent the last year suffering loss after loss, after loss, creating new social norms, changing how we grieve, changing how we protest, changing how we celebrate, changing how we do our work, pushing and pulling under the weight of a global pandemic. And meanwhile, we faced all the usual hardships a community will experience, including some terrible tragedies. We lost Ezi. Several of our people lost family members to COVID or other illnesses. Everyone who was lonely became more lonely. Everyone who was depressed became more depressed. Everyone who financially struggled continued to struggle. And yet we still showed up. We showed up for each other. We showed up for the larger collective. We showed up for resurrection work because that's who we are. We are resurrection people and we are not bound by the things of death. And so as we roll up our sleeves and continue to do this hard work of showing up, we take notice of some things. We notice we aren't alone. We notice others are with us in this holy work, and most of all, we notice that Christ is with us. Christ walks with us inexplicably, yes, mysteriously, maybe so, but truly Christ shows up, offering sustenance that speaks directly to the heart of each of our realities, reminding us of the divine truth, we have all we need. It may not be all we want, but we have what we need. And from this place of divine provision, we discover, ironically, abundance, which is to say the immense and unlimited resources of God. Christ shows up with all we need, gifting us, equipping us, refining us, fulfilling us. And as we make way for this spirit movement, we begin to see clearly what doesn't matter. And we begin to see clearly what does. This sifting is the stuff of faith and it is also the work of Lent. It is surrender. It is getting to the core of things. It is the reminder that even as we evolve, as we move forward, as we learn and unlearn, we also show up just as we are. Living in the tension of this paradox is all we need to step into salvation. Our text today speaks of salvation and it it speaks of it as a gift. It is not a reward. It is not the result of anything any one of us can do. No one can claim the credit for it. Nobody will be able to say they got it perfectly right. And precisely because of this, we are liberated. We are free from pressure. We're free from shame. We're free from guilt or fear. And because we are freed up of these ego burdens, we suddenly have all this space, holy space. So the gift of salvation becomes capacity. Our ability to receive salvation in its fullness. Our willingness to become humble, vulnerable enough to freely receive it. And to freely give it our ability to step into new life, because we have room now within us to receive the abundant resources of God. This is faith practice at its core, developing the capacity to both receive and extend salvation. And Lent this somber penitential season of dust and ashes and minimizing and lessening and clearing out and cleaning up it's all for this sake as well lent is our capacity creator paving the way within us making room for resurrection abundance and from this place we are reminded of who we are and what is ours we our children of God, God dwells in us and we have access to every divine resource. Grace, faith, love, kindness, mercy, peace, ours, unconditional and unlimited, ours. These are our inevitable inheritance. Remember the text says it exactly. We are God's work of art. Created in Christ Jesus to do the God things God created us to do from the beginning. We are God's masterpiece, created just as we are, with the full capacity for God stuff and God things. Learning to believe this is our work. Learning to believe this doesn't just change how we navigate our faith, it changes how we exist. So consider this a very short homily with two simple but urgent messages. One, Christ shows up with all we need, offering us every divine resource needed to both exist and to participate in our collective existence. And two, you matter. Your voice is unique. Your contribution is novel. Your brushstroke on the sacred art we are making together matters. I don't know who needs to hear it today, but someone does. You, my friend, are the stuff of beauty. So here we are, one traumatizing year later, still showing up. After so much endured. Yes, we are tired. We are battered. We feel broken in so many ways. Yes, this isn't over because it was only ever an uncovering to begin with. But there is real power in the lessons we have learned. We know now that we are stronger than we thought. We know now that we are more resilient than we could have fathomed. We know just how much we need each other. And we know that we have all we need in the abundance of Christ. So may the practice of faith in this provision be our salvation this morning. And out of our great God-given capacity, may we continue to walk in alignment with Christ, extending heaven on earth, through the embodiment of God's immense resources. Amen.